Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the James Has an Opinion podcast. Today, again, we're going to do a podcast where I talk about a lot of different things. So I've been loving this format because I can give a little bit to everyone. So today, what we're going to be talking about, we're going to start off by doing my 2020 breakdown. You're going to want to listen to that. Then I'm doing a little life update, mostly on my language learning. And then we're going to finish off by talking about the housewives. So if you're not interested in housewives, you can just stop listening after I give my life update. But don't stop listening now because I have a lot to cover. Okay, so let's get started with the 2020 breakdown. I'm going to be talking about my favorite movie, show, book, and album of the year. So let's get started with my favorite movie. I wanted to do a scripted movie, but there was no scripted movie that came out this year that I absolutely loved. There was, I watched a lot of really good scripted movies this year, but none of them came out this year. So I ended up going with a documentary. My favorite documentary of the year was American Murder... This was the story, if you haven't seen it or don't remember, it was a quick quick synopsis. Is that the right word? I don't know. But this is basically a man who murders his wife and two young daughters. The interesting thing about the 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 documentary is somehow the the this man, I haven't seen it for a while, so correct please I might be wrong. But it was, I don't know exactly the reason why, but all the footage for this documentary is the footage from after, a lot of it, not all of it, but a lot of it is from after he, the days after he murdered his wife and kids to, to before he goes to jail, before he gets caught. Because he had like security cameras in his house and then also footage of the of him with police was released. So it's a very interesting documentary because a lot of documentaries, it's kind of detectives and professionals and just hearing their opinions. But this this documentary, it's literally footage of the murderer. Like it's it's I've never seen anything like this is to a whole new level. Then for show. Again, I'm doing a documentary. There are so many good shows this year on reality TV. A few pretty good scripted shows, mostly reality shows that I really, really liked this year. But the winner has to go to Tiger King. I know, it's so basic. But you have to remember, it doesn't. It feels like this is so basic and nothing now because it became such a pop culture moment. But if you really think back to this story, it's about a woman feeding her husband to tigers. It's about the ab- the abuse of tigers in this country by people who don't really know what they're doing. Because who knew that was an issue before this? I certainly did not. This documentary opened our eyes to so many new things. It introduced us to all these new characters. This documentary to me genuinely was on it. Not genuinely, honestly, was revolutionary. And it's became such a bigger thing that people don't give it the credit it deserves anymore. It is such a good documentary. Well, docu-series, because it's my favorite show of the year. Okay, my favorite book. This book actually came out in 2019, but I read it this year, so I'm counting it. It is The Music of What Happens by Bill, and I'm just going to call him Bill K, because I don't know how to say his last name. But if you just search The Music of What Happens by Bill, his name will uh, auto-fill in on Google or wherever you're searching for it. This book was so good. It's um, about the, these two boys. This one boy is poor and trying to provide for his family and he starts a food truck and then this other boy um, helps him with the food truck and then they fall in love and there's a whole, their whole thing. I don't want to spoil it, but if you're a reader, this is such a good book. It was a super easy read. I just absolutely loved it. Again, that's The Music of What Happens by Bill. Um, just search Bill and his last name starts with a K. I don't want to mispronounce it. Okay, 
And then my favorite album of the year, again, basic. I I guess I am kind of a basic person, but these, this is like really basic even for me. But my favorite album of the year really was Positions by Ariana Grande. I've been an Ariana Grande fan forever. I, I was a fan of her before she even released her first album. Be, I would listen to, she had like a few singles out. One was called like Put Your Hearts Up, but she had a bunch. And I've been a fan of her forever. And I genuinely think Positions is her best album. And I know other people that are saying they're her fans. Uh, so many Ariana Grande fans that joined a little bit later also Dangerous Woman is her best album. I could not disagree more. I think Positions is her best best album followed by Thank You Next. This, uh, this Positions album is so good. So many great songs that I will definitely continue to listen to throughout all of 2021. Okay, so now let's get into a quick life update, guys. In my last life update, I was talking about my language learning process and what's going on there, and I talked a lot about Busu. I haven't signed up for Busu yet. I know, it's been like three or four weeks since my last episode. I think, yeah, I think three weeks, maybe two weeks. I don't know. I'm bad at math, you guys. Um, <laughs> it's. I think it's been three weeks, and I was talking about Busu and how I'm going to sign up for Busu, and then, now I still haven't. I think I'm going to, but I have a reason why I haven't signed up for Busu yet. I ended up paying for Duolingo Plus, not because I thought the Duolingo Plus had very, very good features. I actually think it's kind of pathetic how little features it has. Why I'm paying for it is because I absolutely love Duolingo and I want to support them. I've even listened to podcasts. I completely forgot his name, but I've even listened to podcasts of the man who invented Duolingo. I think he's a really cool guy with a really awesome story and message the message of duolingo which is actually cool the fact that a lot of people you know americans are learning foreign languages on it is really cool but that's that's kind of just the added bonus to the app his main goal with duolingo is to teach english to people who otherwise wouldn't have access to learning english because today you know I think most of that listen to this podcast are probably American or from an English speaking country. I think a lot of us in English speaking countries forget that in a lot of other countries, in order to be marketable, you have to be like fluent in English because it's the language of business. So that's Duolingo's real purpose is teaching people who otherwise wouldn't have access English. They do all these other things now, which is awesome, but that's their main purpose. So I did pay for Duolingo Plus because I want to support that that message, that goal. But the, the plus features are pretty good though. Now I have unlimited hearts on my phone so I can do it on my phone because before I really couldn't because you have like three lives and I make mistakes, you guys. I also get these tailored quizzes now on it. So it's like, it's like based off of my progress and then it tells me how much of the course I've learned. It's pretty cool. I, I like it. I like the features, to be honest. For I paid $65 for the year, which isn't that much money, but I, I would generally expect a little bit more than that. I don't know, maybe it's just me, but yeah, that's Duolingo Plus. And the other way that I'm starting to learn languages is I ordered a bunch of these books and one of them is short stories in Brazilian Portuguese. So um, these books should be coming in the next few days. So in my next life update, I should be giving you an update. So I have short stories in Brazilian Portuguese that I'm going to use to help practice my Portuguese, obviously. And then I also got a book that is Conversations in Mexican Spanish because I really want to keep traveling in Mexico after the pandemic's over and once it's safe. So I thought it'd be great to get a book to know, you know, local slang, you know, local ways of con constructing sentences, because, you know, there's there's little differences between all different types of Spanish or English or any language. So I'm excited to get this one specifically to Mexican Spanish. Once I get the books, 
I will tell you guys the author because I completely forgot the author. I'm pretty sure both books have like the same author. So yeah, I'll give you guys that once I am done. But yeah, there's my life update. Not too much going on besides that. I am, as many of you know, I'm going to a new university in the spring. I'm excited for that, but I'm going to be completely online. So I feel as if it's not going to feel like I went to a new university until I go back in person, which will probably be fall 2021. But yeah, that's an exciting life update for me. I'm keeping doing TikToks. If you've been seeing on TikTok, I'm doing the New England City Challenge, or New England City Competition, and we're almost at the end of that, so I'm excited to see who wins that. And yeah, now we're going to move on to the Real Housewives. Okay, so today when talking about Housewives, we have a lot to cover. So let's just get started with our Real Housewives of Potomac Reunion Part 3. Potomac's over, which I'm sad. Usually at the end of these housewife seasons, I'm so done. I'm like, please, could this should have ended 12 episodes ago. And I will say, Potomac, the season was a little bit too long, or the editing was a little bad. There were a lot of throwaway episodes this season. But I will say, by the end of the season, it was a pretty good season. We had three really good reunion parts, especially part one and part, part three. I've been noticing that with the reunions that are three parts. Usually one is really good because it ke keeps us watching. Well, it gets us to watch. Then two is kind of a throwaway. And then we see the the little, the what's it called? The preview for three. And then we, then we want to watch three. So yeah, one and three were really good. Two was meh. But this part three was crazy. I am kind of surprised that Monique is leaving, that she, she did not get fired. She has quit the show. I do think, though, it kind of needed to happen. There was no way she was going to move forward with Giselle. There was no way she was going to move forward with Robin. And there was no way she was going to move forward with Candace. So it kind of made sense. And so now next season, I think it's just going to be Robin, Giselle, Wendy, Karen, Candace, and Ashley. I think it's just going to be those six. I don't think they should. I don't think they should bring in a newbie. I don't want them to bring in a newbie, and I, I don't think they will. So I think that'll be the cast. I think that'll be a good cast because first thing, Robin and Robin, not Robin, Giselle and Karen. That whole relationship is a mess. I don't think they're ever going to recover from that reunion. It's the issue is, yes, Giselle's done a lot of really crappy things to Karen, but. It just it just seemed like Karen was going so hard for Giselle. And it's kind of that thing. If you let someone treat you badly so many times, and then one day you finally decide to go after them, but you go so hard, the person that treated you badly isn't going to understand it because you had never really confronted them before. Because before this reunion, Karen had tried to kind of come for Giselle, but it never works. This was the first time where it really worked. And it almost made me feel bad for Giselle because I think Giselle thought she could get away with treating Karen, however. And then she learned this reunion, no, because Karen will come back 500 times harder. And I don't think that Karen and Giselle will ever be able to make up because Giselle, even though I think Karen definitely, like Giselle de deserves something from Karen because Giselle's been crappy to Karen. I don't think that Giselle's going to understand where Karen was coming from ever in a million years. but So that'll be interesting to see them fighting. I don't think Candace and Ashley will make up very quickly, if ever. I think Wendy and Karen will be made up at the beginning of next season, and then that will explode. It's good dynamics. We have these six women, very complex relationships. The only friendship that I truly see sticking around 
Foley at this point. Could be Candice and Wendy. I don't even really see... I think Robin and Giselle will be okay, but I, I feel like at some point there's going to be a Robin-Giselle fight. I, I just see it coming. There's never a friendship that strong that lasts on Housewives. The one other thing I just want to say about the, the reunion was... I think Andy was being a bit unfair. He clearly had a bias towards Candace in part three, but people on Twitter were getting so angry. I was like, you guys, this is just a show. Calm down. Go for a walk outside. It's just a show. People are getting so mad on Twitter. They're like, Andy needs to be fired. He's supposed to be impartial. I'm like, you guys, this is not the presidential debates. Andy is the executive producer on this show. He can really do whatever he wants. That being said, did I like that Andy was picking sides? No, but people are getting so angry about this. It's not that big of a deal. It's just a show. It's not the presidential debate. It's not, it's just like, guys, let's calm down. Let Andy pick his side. You know what? If we show that we really disliked it, maybe he'll learn what the audience likes and then he won't do it again. But the people overreacting, you guys, you gotta calm down. And then the, the my last final note of the whole season I usually like the controversial housewives in every other franchise. You know, Jersey, my favorite is Danielle. Atlanta, my favorite is Kenya. New York, my favorite is Ramona. Not that I think Ramona is a good person, but I think she's a great instigator. Well, Beverly Hills, my I really do, do like Garcelle, but my favorite for the show, I would have to say is Rinna because she's just such a pot star. Like I always like the really messy housewives, but for some reason for... Potomac, I'm ending this season saying my two favorites are Wendy and Robin. They're my two favorites. They both, I think they both analyze the situation well. I like how they both weren't super messy, but they still got involved. I don't know. I'm loving Robin and I'm loving Wendy. And I have to say, I was not a Wendy fan at the beginning of the season. And I really warmed up to her by the end. I really, really like Wendy. She honestly is in my top 10 favorite housewives now, I have to say. I'm loving her. And one day when I have four degrees, because I know I, I'm really into education, like I want to get as many degrees as I can. One day when I have four degrees or maybe even more, I will be just like her. I'll be like, I have four degrees. I'm a doctor. I get it. I love Wendy. And Robin, I love. It's taken me a long time to like Robin. I've been watching Potomac Live since season one. So I've been watching this show for what, five, six years now. And I, I, it took me a while to get to like Robin, but I'm really liking her now. Okay, now let's talk about OC slash Salt Lake City. Because I'm going to be honest, you guys, both of these shows are such a snore to me lately. Salt Lake City came in very strong for the first, I would say, three or four episodes. And now I'm just like, it's just so blah. It's so boring to me. You, you guys, I really want to like it since it's a new show. But it's just like, I don't care. The only real drama that we've had, I didn't watch last night's episode unless something happened. The only real drama we've had is Jen and Mary. And what it seems to me is that Mary is a bad person. But at the same, like, I'm not defending things I've married done, because Mary seems like a very not-so-good person. But all, all this fight seems over is, like, Jen just wanting to have a moment on TV to feud with someone. It's just, it's too, I just, I'm just not a fan, you guys. I'm gonna try to watch the rest of the season, but I think I might, this might be a one-and-done for me. It, it came out really strong. I'm not liking it anymore. I know that's an unpopular opinion. I, all I see is people talking about how much they like this show. I just don't like it. It doesn't seem authentic to me. What I liked about these other Housewives shows when they started, for example, Potomac started like five years ago. We saw that like Robin, Sharice, 
Karen and Giselle had all known each other for years and years. When New Jersey started, all of them besides Danielle had known each other for years and years. Beverly Hills, that was, a, besides, I think, besides Camille and Kim Richards, I believe that like the Taylor, Lisa, Kyle, and Adrian, that was a real friend group. This group of women, I first thing, I don't think they've really known each other that long. I just don't get that vibe. They don't have that kind of chemistry to me. Maybe Jen and Heather do, but and maybe, maybe Meredith and um, Lisa, but it doesn't seem really like they have history together. And I don't know. I'm just not loving it anymore. I, I want to like it. But I, I'm just not. And OC has just been horrible. I've literally only watched like four, three or four episodes and we're almost at the reunion. I'm just like, this is horrible. So that's all I'm going to say about OC. Atlanta's back. I think I already talked about Atlanta being back. But so far, I've actually liked the season of Atlanta. I'm excited for the drama to really start next episode. But we've gotten a lot of good stuff already. We've got introduced to two newbies. We saw Portia fighting for social justice. We've already gotten some Kenya and Mark drama, whatever's going on there. We've been hearing about Cynthia's wedding. It's been a good first, what has it been? Three episodes or four episodes or two episodes? I don't know. I think three three episodes. It's been good. And I'm excited. Next week, it looks like the drama is starting. I'm very excited. And last week, we didn't have an episode, but two weeks ago, Tanya was back. That was super exciting. I love to see Tanya. I'm really going to miss Tanya because apparently she's not coming back after the season. So I'm enjoying all my moments with Tanya this season. And I really like LaToya, who's the new friend of the show. She seems like really messy. Candy said in the preview for next week that that LaToya is like Kenya, but even more messy, like a whole new level of messiness, which is what we need on this show, because right now Kenya is the only messy one on the show. On this show, the people who have been messy on this show are Sheree, Nini, Kim Zolziak, Kenya Moore, and Phaedra. Those are the five that have been messy. And every year we've had at least two of those women. But this is the first year we only have Kenya. So we need someone else messy to come in. I'm excited. Actually, Marlo's pretty messy too. But Marlo, you know, we know Marlo is a friend. So it's a little different. But, and Latoya is a friend too. But I think between Kenya, Marlo, and Latoya, it's going to be a good season. All three of them are very messy and I'm excited. And Drew so far, I like. I'm not loving her yet. No shade. Like, there's nothing bad that she's done. I'm just, I just, I'm not sure how I feel yet. We'll see as the season goes on. Lastly, I want to talk about New Jersey. I've heard from Dolores's Instagram, I believe, that she said this season is like a whole new level of drama. She said it's like season one through five drama. So it's going to be really messy. I'm super excited. It's rumored that we're either having a new housewife or a new friend of, and I believe her name is Michelle. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure. So I'm excited to meet her. And I'm super excited. I know the main drama of the season is going to be Teresa is apparently bringing out a rumor that Jackie's husband cheated on her. That's just what I've heard. I don't know if it's true. That's just what I've heard. If that is true, Teresa is so wrong because Teresa doesn't is like the number one person who's like, you don't bring out cheating rumors. So if she is, come on, Teresa, shame on you. And the other thing I heard about Jersey, which is exciting, is Margaret Josephs apparently is pushing for Caroline Manso to come back. Not for this season, because I think it's already done, but the next season that they film. So that would be season 12, I believe. So that would be awesome. I would love to see Caroline back on Jersey. (laughs) 
So thank you guys so much for listening to the James Has an Opinion podcast. This is my last episode that I recorded in 2020. I'm not sure if it's going to be released in 2020 or 2021. Haven't decided yet. But this was the last time I recorded in 2020. Crazy how this year was so awful. But also to me, I don't know but about you guys, but to me, this year flew by really fast even though it was not a good year, but it flew by. So yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. I am going to have one day a week where I am posting in 2021. I don't like New Year's resolutions, but that's that's one of mine that I'm gonna post a podcast once a week and I'm gonna pick a day, maybe Tuesday, maybe Thursday. I don't know, I'm gonna pick a day. And then also I'm gonna try to lose weight, but that's one of those ones that I try every year and then it doesn't work out. So at least the podcast one, I know I will not fail. So thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day.